Matt Schaff of DraftSharks.com here, and if you like to play with IDPs like I do, then you're in luck today. I just published a free article Friday on DraftSharks.com with our 2023 IDP rankings, giving away the top 50 overall, as well as breaking out the top 15 by position group, D-line, linebackers, defensive backs. I mentioned in the article the specifics of the scoring system that I use to generate these rankings, and that matters a lot for IDP leagues, because if you've played much IDP, you know there's quite a bit of scoring variation from one league to the next, and that really is going to impact the value of specific players and how you should draft them at the beginning of the year. So that's why your best version of the IDP rankings will come from creating a draft war room on DraftSharks.com. That's going to account for your league's specific settings, the lineup settings, the scoring settings, and it's going to customize the rankings to fit what you need for your specific league. But for this one, I set up the draft war room. I messed with the scoring settings until I found one that I thought generated some rankings that would have broad application. That's why your best version of the IDP rankings is going to come from creating a draft war room that accounts for your specific league settings, scoring settings, lineup settings, customizes those rankings to fit exactly what you need for your draft. For this exercise, I set up the draft war room and I played around with the scoring settings just to try to get a set of rankings that would be broadly applicable. Uh, You're still going to get some surprises from this and we're going to run through the top 12 just to show you. Okay. For these rankings, I set up my own draft war room, and then I played with the, the, for these rankings, I set up my own draft war room, and I played with the settings until I found a set of rankings that I thought would have broad application here. For these rankings, I set up my own draft war room and I played with the scoring settings until I found a set that would apply broadly. You're still going to have some surprises, though, as we go through our top 12 on this video. Number one, Ravens linebacker Roquan Smith. He was a top five producer last year, despite switching teams mid-year. The Ravens committed to him with a big contract, and that was after giving him more sack upside than he had with the Bears last year. Roquan Smith averaged three pass rushes per game with Chicago last season. That jumped to 4.7 per game in his time with Baltimore. So that's going to add upside to his scoring potential. He also has the second most tackles for loss among linebackers over the past three years. So he's able to make those big plays. Number two is Jaguars linebacker Foye Oluokan. Simply a tackle machine. The guy over the past two years has put up two of the 13 largest tackle totals in NFL history. Yeah, I know they jumped to 17 games. Certainly that helped it, but two of the 13 highest totals in league history have come from Foye Oluokan over the past two years. He led the league in solo tackles last year. He set a career high in tackles for loss in that first season with the Jags and tied his career high with nine QB hits. So Not just a guy that's sitting back and catching ball carriers. He can also go after it in the backfield. Number three is Chiefs linebacker Nick Bolton. 
seventh in the league in tackles over the past two years, his only two years in the NFL. And Bolton wasn't even a full timer until 2022. Pro Football Focus's coverage grades say that Bolton got better throughout last season in that area. So that's only going to add upside to his game if he can keep that trending upward. He already looks like a guy who's at least going to be a safe bet for tackles. Now, those are the top three linebackers for this specific set of rankings, but I mentioned how much the scoring differences matter. So I'm going to bring up the linebacker rankings on DraftSharks.com. If you go to the linebacker rankings page, you're going to see them in a different order than what I just mentioned. Foyer, Oluwakon, number one, Nick Bolton, two, Roquan Smith, three, and a guy that we're about to talk to. Talk to you. Foyer, Oluwakon, number one, Nick Bolton at two, Roquan Smith at three, and a guy that we're about to talk about in there at number four. So that is a scoring setting that includes a bit more reliance on tackles and a bit less on big plays such as sacks. So that's why you're going to see a different order of those linebackers at the top. Again, that just emphasizes the importance of the scoring system that you're using on the rankings that come out. Number four on our list is TJ Watt who plays edge for the Steelers. Nobody has more sacks or quarterback hits since TJ Watt entered the league in 2017 than he does. His production was down last year, but that was after he returned from a pectoral tear. And while he was out getting over that, he also had knee surgery. So frankly, the fact that TJ Watt came back to play at all and that he was playing full time by the end of the season is pretty remarkable. I'm going to throw out the production from the end of that year. We're talking about a guy who turns 29 in October, so he should not be over the hill yet. And we just saw big bro J.J. Watt retire after his age 33 season. J.J. Watt put up 12 and a half sacks in that season. So we know the Watts come from pretty good bloodlines. I'm going to go ahead and trust T.J. Watt for at least another year. Number five is C.J. Mosley of the Jets. A top 10 fantasy finishes in each of the past two years with the Jets. That followed a couple years where injury and then skipping the season for COVID knocked him out of action. Mosley's PFF grades improved last year versus 2021 in run D, in pass rush, and in coverage. The past two years have also provided his best for solos and assists. Last year, CJ Mosley also set his. And last year, CJ Mosley also had his most passes defensed since 2017. So he's at a point in his career where he should be declining, but he actually got better last year versus the year before. Maybe that decline comes. I'm going to go ahead and bet on C.J. Mosley, though. Number six, Derwin James, the Chargers' safety. Injuries have really hampered what has still been a strong start to the career for the former number. For the for, okay. Injuries have gotten a bit in the way of what has still been the strong start for this. Okay. Number six is Chargers' safety, Derwin James. Now, he's dealt with some injuries early in his career. That's gotten in the way of what has still been a strong start to his career. This former first round pick still ranked second among DBs in fantasy points per game last year, despite leaving two of his games early with injuries. He plays everywhere. He can contribute all over and across categories. He has the highest ceiling among all defensive backs in fantasy before last season. Chargers head coach Brandon Staley said they were trying to run the defense in a way that would maximize Derwin James's capabilities. I think we finally see that come to fruition this year and we get a big year from Derwin James. Number seven might be the first real surprise on the list. Frankie Louvu of the Panthers. Now, a year ago, I don't know about you, but I didn't know much about Frankie Louvu. 
He drops down these rankings if we take tackles for loss out of the scoring settings. I would recommend that you use tackles for loss. I know it's not a standard scoring setting for IDP yet, but it should be because it's a play that shows the value of a defensive player. If a guy's making a tackle behind the line of scrimmage, that's a whole lot more valuable than if he's making it downfield. So we should score that and we should award... If a guy's making a tackle behind the line of scrimmage instead of several yards downfield... That's a good play. That's a valuable play for his team. We should reward him with fantasy points for that and value that player more highly. Frankie Louvu did that great last year. He tied for second across all defensive positions in tackles for loss. Only Max Crosby had more than he did. Frankie Louvu also rushed the passer a lot for his position, including seven sacks in that area. He had the sixth best scoring average among all linebackers, certainly helped by those sacks, but... I'm not going to frown on big play upside from somebody at this position. Now, Frankie Louvu being at seven doesn't mean that you have to take him there. He could be an example of how these IDP rankings can work for you. If you see Frankie Louvu at seven or anywhere in that range in your rankings, and you know that your league is not going to draft him anywhere near that high, maybe you wait a little bit to take your linebacker, knowing that you can get value later and you can target another position in the meantime. Number eight is another player that you might be able to wait on, but we'll have to see as the season draws closer. Eagles linebacker Nakobe Dean makes my top 10. He barely played as a rookie, which was obviously disappointing for the third round pick. But this spring, he was wearing the green dot in practices for the Eagles. This is a guy who started 25 career games at Georgia. That's eight more than college teammate Quay Walker, who played one more year for the Bulldogs than Nakobe Dean is, did. Dean started 25 career games at Georgia. That's eight more than college teammate Quay Walker, who played one more year with the Bulldogs than Dean did. Dean was a cross-category producer at Georgia. He takes over a role now that propelled TJ Edwards to LB1 fantasy points in 2022 before Edwards got the big contract to go to Chicago and free agency. Speaking of surprisingly large free agent contracts, Alex Singleton is number nine on our list, linebacker for the Broncos. He has always racked up tackles at an absurd rate, but he's had trouble staying on the field, and that's included times in Denver. But in free agency, he got a three-year deal from the Broncos, averaging $6 million a year. That tells me that they're planning to keep him on the field at least near full time. And like I said, when Alex Singleton's on the field, he's collecting a whole bunch of tackles. So if, especially if you play in a tackle-heavy scoring system, it's time to play Alex Singleton in your lineup. Number 10, Troy Anderson, a first-time starter for the Falcons this year. Now, I'm going to look back to his college career to show you just what a freak athlete we're talking about. Troy Anderson went to Montana State, plays in the Big Sky Conference. As a freshman, he won Conference Freshman of the Year at running back. Then, as a sophomore, he started at quarterback for the team, ran for 21 touchdowns there, and was a first-team all-conference quarterback. He finally moved to linebacker full-time over the final two years, had 25.5 tackles for loss over that span. As a senior, he had seven passes defensed, two interceptions. Then he went to the combine and ran a 4-4-240 at 243 pounds. He looks like he's going to start for Atlanta this year. And this is a defense that propelled Rashawn Evans to big fantasy points last year. So I'm buying on Troy. And this is a defense that propelled Rashawn Evans to big fantasy points last year. So I'm buying Troy Anderson in 2022. 
Number 11, Jalen Petrie, a safety for the Texans, led all defensive backs in fantasy points as a rookie, led in solo tackles, added five interceptions in his first year in the league. So he gives us plenty of reasons to like his scoring. He will still play behind an iffy-looking core of linebackers for the Texans. I like Jalen Petrie's floor and ceiling. Number 12 and the final guy we'll talk about in this video, Shaquille Leonard, Colts linebacker. Now, I think we need to throw out last year completely because there was a lot going on with him that wasn't good. Leonard came into 2022 dealing with lingering ankle trouble that had been bugging him for more than the previous season. He had back surgery in June, so he already looked like a guy that we might not be able to count on in the 2022 season. It turned out to be that way. Even after he returned from that, he suffered a concussion and a facial injury. It was initially reported as a broken nose, but it was definitely more than that and cost him further time. Now, Leonard is still just 28, and we have already seen that he has as much cross-category scoring potential as any other linebacker in the league. If we start getting good reports about Leonard throughout summer, like he looks like he's back to his old self, the ankles feeling like it did when he was coming out of college, I might be moving him up the rankings because he is definitely somebody that's worth going out on that limb for and taking a shot. You can certainly cover him with insurance picks later in your draft or likely find somebody off of waivers if we really get another disappointing season from Leonard once the season begins. You can click the description. You can click the link in the description for this video to check out the full article to see the entire top 50 or just Google Draft Sharks IDP rankings. In that article, like I said, you'll find the entire top 50. You'll find the top 15 by position. But just to reiterate, you're going to get your best set of IDP rankings by going to DraftSharks.com, creating your draft war room and entering your specific league settings. Thanks for watching.